Welcome to the Audiobook Loving Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks, the narrators that perform them, and the authors that write the stories, including a special series with narrator Shane East. The Audiobook Loving Podcast is brought to you by Viviana in Chapters of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Audiobook Loving Podcast. I'm so excited to have narrator Emma Wilder here with us today. Hi, Emma. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, <laughs> but before me we too. start on the chatting back and forth, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and when you started narrating? Okay, well, I, um, oh, about myself. Uh, so I started narrating probably about six years ago. Uh, I, before that, did a lot of onstage acting for about a decade. I went to a conservatory program for acting right after I graduated from college. And uh, I loved it. I did a lot of Shakespeare. I love stage acting, but it is not an amazing way to make a living. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had, <laughs> this ends up being like a really, <laughs> really sort of involved story. So sorry, but I, um, I trained dogs as my day job when I was an actor. And one of the dogs I trained was the dog of Ira Glass, host of uh, PRI's This American Life. And so he needed someone to do a voice on a show. And he was like, oh, you know, she's an actor, have her come in and audition for it. So I did that. Um, and it was awesome. <laughs> and I <laughs> liked it. Uh, and so I took a class with um, Johnny Heller, who's an audiobook narrator, mm -hmm. just to sort of see like, is this something I could do? And it was, and it went really well. So I made a little home studio, started recording, and just sort of worked my way up from there. Um, and I record as Emma Wilder for romance and as my other name for non-romance. So cool. that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that good enough? I don't that's know. Awesome. No, that's awesome. And I kind of wish like you were saying about, you know, that you kind of you were asked to do this, you know, to do the recording. And I'm like, I really wish that they at school, like when we're in high school, that they would tell us that there's these, you know, gigs that you can get yeah. as a, you know, reading stories, like being a narrator or graphic art designer or, you know, book cover and, you know, all that fun stuff that you should just know. Kind of gear us towards, you know, doctor and lawyers. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, and also, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's um, looking at art as a potentially monetizable choice is mm -hmm. important, right? As opposed to just like, art and then the thing that you'll do for real uh, yeah. and even at even at acting schools like conservatory programs there's all this focus on the artistry of it and there isn't or at least wasn't when i went a ton of focus on like okay but really how are you going to make money doing this like how are you going to make a life in this as opposed to just you know practice the big roles in shakespeare that you'll get you know maybe twice in your life um, and i think they're doing a little bit better at that in terms of teaching people not just the craft, but also the business and what opportunities are out there. I think it's good. That's but good. yeah, I, I never imagined that I'd be able to support myself on my art like this career has allowed me to. It's incredible. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that a lot of um, the narrators have an acting background and that yes. has helped because there's almost like I could say, there's almost two types of audiobooks. One where the narrator talks and de definitely just reads it to you and then the other one where it's performed for you yeah and, and i've noticed that i can do the listen because you know someone just wants to talk okay fine I, I want the story um but i really do love it when you guys perform 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so more fun for me. But even even just read, I mean, for non, I do a lot of nonfiction too, um, uh, under my real name, which I'll just say because I'm being weird and coy about it. But under <laughs> Sarah, under Sarah Mala Christensen, um, I don't love to connect those in print on the internet. But within the romance community, I'm totally fine about people knowing my actual name. Um, I just don't want, you know, Joe Schmo, who I went to high school with, to be like, oh, I wonder what she's doing, and then find me reading dirty stuff and tell everyone about it um <laughs> in the community all good but yeah. i do a lot of nonfiction, and nonfiction is just reading the story but it, there's a difference between just reading mm -hmm. and reading it like you wrote it and you care do you know what i mean like it's still yeah. acting to um communicate information in a way that's compelling uh it's just not the old-fashioned audiobook which is literally just like someone with a beautiful voice reading aloud mm -hmm. um yeah the the whole industry has changed a ton yeah. but yeah i like performing i like doing voices <laughs> and <laughs> accents and uh it makes it exciting it does well we love hearing it um i like i think at this point i'm almost like a hundred percent at this point audiobook Really? And yeah. Uh, it's just a life is busy and I much rather listen to you on my, in my, you know, car stereo. Yeah. There's the, the, the latest, you know, who's taking what's clothes off in the station song the news. stuff like that. And yeah. The news and the news. Depressing. Yeah. That or even some of the songs I'm like, what did they just say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not it's because funny. of the language or anything. I just, because they don't understand it because they're going so fast, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I much rather listen to you guys. It's funny how often, I'm sure I'm not the only person who does this, but how often, because, you know, it, I don't have a ton of time to pleasure read, but I read so much because I prep all these books before I record them. And like an embarrassing percentage of the time, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't have time to read. Maybe I could just, is, let me see if there's an audiobook of it. Mm -hmm. Like, no, dummy, there's not an audiobook of it. You're going to record the audiobook <laughs> of it. You have to read it with your eyes first. <laughs> you can't listen to it while you're cleaning your apartment because you are the person doing it. Yeah, and you can't record while you're cleaning, so that's, you know... Unfortunately, no. Or fortunately, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work that well. No, no, that's... I mean, I'm all for multitasking when you can, but that mm -hmm. may not be one of them. <laughs> it's a good excuse for having a dirty apartment. I'll use yeah. that in the future. Yeah. Or to get people to come over and clean it. I know I've I said that to some authors. I go, I will cook for you. I will go over <laughs> and cook and clean if that means I get the story, you know, at a That at a much nice faster? Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of go, like, you know what? It's different too because I don't ever want to get a, a store that's completely rushed because I can tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I much rather wait, whether it's a few weeks or a few months or even a year, um, to for have the author to get it right. I versus agree. giving me something half assed. Mm -hmm. And, and there's such there's such a pull between having to keep putting out books to keep people interested and keep making money and then making sure each one's as good as you can make it. So I'm mm -hmm. sure that's a tough balance for everybody yeah. for any artist but it's, it's similar to when it comes down to the audiobooks about hiring the right narrator now mm -hmm. i'm all about you know you get what you pay for yeah and you guys as with any other industry you know have a wage and have a fee and you know if i want you know emma wilder or any of the other ones that i want for an example that means i'm going to start saving my pennies now one million dollars yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I much rather have them save the pennies and I'll wait for that audiobook to get the right narrator versus someone that I'm like, dude, did you record this in the bathroom? 
Totally. Or, or not putting it into audio if it's not ready and you don't, you know, like there's yeah. no, there's not every book needs to be an audio, only books that authors can make money off of in audio yeah. or that they just have such passion for that they want to put it out regardless of whether it's going to pay off financially or not. But like, uh, audio is a big investment. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Cause you got to pay a lot of different people to get an audiobook made and it adds up. It does. Um, I think you mentioned in a previous interview that you also do the, uh, that you're also producer and you produce some of the audiobooks. I do. Yeah. I produce for some, um, some indie authors. Uh, I don't do it as much as I did in the beginning, just cause as you may know, producing is like a huge job. Like that's a big responsibility to be the person who, particularly for romance, the person who liaises with the author and then gets the guy and puts the guy in a studio if he has to be in a studio and then gets a um, engineer to do all the post and the mastering and a proofer. And it's like a lot to be the person the buck stops with, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's a big, so I do, I, I, produce you know I narrate for Rosalind James a lot and I produce for her um, and for a few other authors as well um, but I try to not overcommit with producing because when I, I take it really seriously and I don't want to screw it up <laughs> yeah but I was going to ask you what exactly that more or less entail because I've seen in the topic come up and I've heard it and it's like yeah I'm a producer and I'm like but babe what does that mean yeah. <laughs> for those that I are mean, not in the industry or how or just are you know coming into it like what does specifically being a producer for an audiobook mean yeah well what it means is so the author reaches out to you you if say just for our purposes that it's a dual POV because mm-hmm. that's what so many of them are so if they want you that's great then you help them cast the guy and then you schedule when everybody is going to record. And then you maybe have to put the guy in a studio because some of the guys don't have their own studios and that's expensive and you have to schedule that. And then you find your post-production person. So I always use the same wonderful editor for mine because she's awesome. So I have to schedule her and make sure she can edit it. And then she gets a proofer or proofs it herself. And then we have to have dates for, okay, when is, when is the QC pack going to come back? So that's with corrections. When do I get it back to her? When is she going to get the mastered MP3s to me um, to give to the author? The author listens and then you upload via ACX or a number of other platforms that allow authors to, you know, publish their audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically a lot of emailing. <laughs> it's coordinating, like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's project management. Um, so like, it's hard to, it, the reason I don't do a ton of it is because it's hard to charge enough to make that worth it for me. Like I probably could make more during that time narrating, yeah. um, you know, uh-huh. um, but it's great to have eggs in multiple baskets, right? So you're not only narrating. And then also it's great to shepherd a project you really care about, like from soup to nuts, <laughs> like, um, it's fun being in charge. <laughs> it's fun being in charge of something you really believe in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a bigger job. There's always a point during each one where I'm like, Ugh, I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> so much work. <laughs> I don't want to like be wrangling these dudes and like, when are you going to be in the studio? Like it's a lot, but mm-hmm. it's really satisfying. And I love being able to help authors sort of like, bring that vision to life, you know, and like be the person sort of smoothing that road for them and making it happen. But I'm also kind of a control freak. (laughs) So that's why I like it. 
Oh, well, that's good to know again, because I think of people have asked exactly, and I'm like, well, I know that they do this, but I wasn't exactly sure how, it's almost like an orchestra, you guys are coordinating all this stuff together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and there's there's a lot of like subcontractors that's just, just like too boring to talk about. I think once Andy Arndt maybe wrote a piece, an essay or something about mm -hmm. all the steps, I don't know. Yeah, if you want, I, I can look did. for it later. But there's like, there are good resources online if authors are ever like, why does it cost so much? Like who, what, what is this even? Oh yeah, I've directed you know? them to the, some of the stuff that you guys have done under the uh, Romance Narrators. Oh yeah, yeah. Boutique, yeah, that you guys, that you're part of. Um, yeah. Because it's a lot of information and, and it's something definitely that I've always advised that it's, I suggested it and I say it's a good investment, but it's a, because of the cost that you have to be smart about it and know the ins and outs and the whys. Yeah, and so pick a producer like who you really trust yeah um, because you don't um you know a narrator narrating is one task and producing is another and you want somebody who's good at both or just find a producer separate from that you know but it's a mm -hmm. it's a lot to give your baby to someone and be like here's a bunch of money if you can make this my fantasy <laughs> you know <laughs> Make it all work. Make it pretty. Yeah, yeah. Make it, make it pretty. I've been yeah. watching too much HGTV lately, and it, that just made me. Do you ever, do you ever watch the show Hometown on HGTV? Not that one. I've, you, I've watched the, the Twin Brothers. Oh, the, the Property Brothers. The property Brothers here and there, mm -hmm. and I've tried to. I tend to go more for the food shows. Oh um, yeah. Because of my background in culinary arts, and oh, I, I know that. And at the same time, I see all this pretty stuff that they're doing in the houses. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that was a good in mine. Mm -hmm. There's some good kitchens. Yes, see a lot of good kitchens. Are, I know. And I'm like, oh, and then I see the dollar signs floating all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but it's never, it's so I've never owned a home. Like mm -hmm. we talk about how audiobooks are an investment. They are, but like nobody's getting super rich doing them. <laughs> Someday I'd love to own a home. Um, but I have watched so much HGTV that even I know that those numbers aren't right. Like there, yeah. there's no way you can renovate your whole kitchen for $15,000. Like a bathroom costs like $30,000, right? Like, yeah. come on, I won't be fooled. Not only that, but I also want to know, because in some of the ones that I've seen that are from the different shows, mm -hmm. they're looking for houses that are at least half a mil. Mm -hmm. Three mil is the highest that they'll go. And I'm like, where do you work? I know. And they're always <laughs> like, I'm a preschool teacher and he's, he's a ceramic artist. Um, and we have five children and our budget is 1.2 million. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, great. No. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should get into preschool teaching. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, no, I couldn't. I'm not strong well, enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not only that, um, but also it's not definitely not a paying. I mean, and I did some research on, you know, teaching and just, you know, the highest pay for a teacher, and this is just like out of college, first entry level, is $83,000 mm -hmm. change in Alaska. Yeah, because no one wants to go there. Basically. Um, yeah, <laughs> my sister, my little sister was a high school teacher for a while and like, no thanks, man. It's too hard. Yeah, it's no. too hard. It is. Um. But a lot of it, so you watch those TV shows? Oh, yeah. And I watch on, only those shows. I'm, like, so troubled by the state of the world, and mm -hmm. I, like, read fiction all day for work. And at the end of the day, I just want to, like, look at pretty stuff where, like, everybody's fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, I love that particular show, Hometown, and they have these, like, wonderful um, accents, and she always talks about making it pretty, so anyway anyway that's but that's good though it's one of those things that we all look to do from on someone whining when it comes down to day-to-day -to -day totally. stuff 
you touched on the subject a little earlier about prepping a book. So what is your Mm -hmm. process for when you got the gig? How do you prep for it? So at this point, I just read it. I make a list of the characters and anything that I really need to know, like anything it says in the text about their voice, like accent or like high, low, gravelly, whatever. Um, And I write down any words or places that I need to look up how to say. Uh, In the beginning, when I started doing this job, I'd like highlight all the different characters in different colors and like make a bunch of notes for myself in the script about how to say different things. And I just have let that pretty much all go. So at this point, I just read it and then I read it out loud. (laughs) Um, Something like nonfiction, there's tons of research involved because like there'll be words you don't know how to say and place names and things like that. Um, Also, like I do for Rosalind James, uh, a couple series set in New Zealand. So there's always words there that I need to look up, how to say place names, character names, stuff like that. Um, but I don't, I don't do a ton of marking up the script or anything like that. I just kind of read it to see what the story is and who all the people are, and then I just go. That's good. I think you get into a flow after a while of doing it for so many years. You might get it like you have a system. Yeah, you you, you know? trust yourself a little more. Yeah. I know that when I start any projects, I'm like color coding. People love my Excel <laughs> spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> color coding, you know, you know, all this bold, this means that. It's fun time, mm-hmm. you know. But um, are you completely electronic when it comes down to that prepping? Or do you do like old school on paper? When no, I am. Yeah, it's all on my iPad. On my iPad. Good, that's good. Good for the environment. Yeah, and they don't send us books anyway. <laughs> it's not a <laughs> choice. I guess I could print it out. I don't have a printer. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't have a printer. There's no way. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a good thing, um, getting that stuff out of there. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to be able to use it. Um, so when it comes down to selecting the tones and how the characters are going to sound, besides the fact when the, the character says, oh, you know, oh, in his deep gravelly voice, how do right. you choose what they're going to sound? I mean, those, like I said, this, how they're going to sound or their, um, you know, their tones and stuff. I think just from reading the script and being what they're like, you know, like I, I don't really know how to describe it better than that, but I was talking to a producer today, actually, because uh, an author had given some notes about how she wanted the characters to sound. And we were talking about how it's so much more helpful to get notes from authors that are about, that are like playable for an actor. Like he's, you know, he's young, he's a little naive, he's really um, sensitive, is so much more uh, achievable than like his voice is high or low or, you know, like anything sort of specific to how it sounds as opposed to like who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I look for like who these characters are, you know, and uh, if there's a friend who seems really like cheery and perky, like always sort of like being a cheerleader for the heroine, like maybe I'll give her like a higher voice where she's sort of like cheery and just like trying to get her going, you know, like things like that. Or if there's someone who's really sarcastic, maybe I'll give her sort of like a more gravelly, like, you know, but I think I just make those choices based on how the people strike me when I'm reading the book and some more sort of like nuts and bolts decisions like, okay, these two guys are in a bunch of scenes together. So it would be helpful if 
one of their voices was like significantly higher than the other just so I can differentiate them, <laughs> you know, but that's sort of the boring non-artistic choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, it's, oh, there's like six alpha brothers and they're all six, three. Damn it. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Well, it's, well, we do have a, a type in Robans where, you know, they're either the alpha or the nice alpha or they're the alpha. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the alpha or the yeah, alpha also. Yeah. 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 Um, and so when it comes down to that descriptive, it's always like, I feel the reviews and I'm like, I want to say, oh, you know, his baritone voice or the growliness. I'm going, I don't know how to characterize some of the voices that you guys do. Yeah. Just, you know, it's just one of those where he sounded really nice or really sexy and he did a job. <laughs> <laughs> Very convincing. But it I must think, be, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. What were you going to say? I was going to say, it's unless you know in advance that that perky, cute little friend in book one that you're going to make sound like this is also going to be the heroine in book three. Um, I, know. <laughs> I know that's a danger, but, but I think, I, I think two about that one is like, that's a good reason not to go too crazy with character voices. Cause uh -huh. like, particularly in series, like they'll come back and get you. Yeah. Um, and in contemporary romance, there's not that big of a danger. There's more in like fantasy where you're like, Oh, he's just like a grouchy troll who's in one scene. So you give him a voice like this. And then the third book, he's the hero. And you're like, god damn it what <laughs> like oh no <laughs> that's terrible um but i think it, yeah like in contemporary romance they don't want cartoony voices anyway you know yeah. um but also i think listeners sort of understand that if you're doing the whole you're playing all the heroines they're all gonna sound kind of like you i think people want your authentic voice which color add variety but at the end of the day like you want to read the book as you because that's how your heart will come through and people will feel like you're speaking you know you're a real person telling them that um so i think people give you a little leeway in mm -hmm. if the best friend is perker in book one and then says her voice in book two it's better oh mm -hmm. it says my internet connection is unstable no. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear It's you. unstable. <laughs> well, who is alert, it? alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, technology. Um, <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Well, and just let me know if that ends up, you know, going worse no. or not. But yeah, no, it's fine. Just, yeah, if you can't hear me, obviously. Yeah, kind of coming me in and out a little bit. But um, <clears throat> when I think about it, when it comes down to the different voices, a couple of us are talking uh about you know one person in the group was like oh they sounded so different and i'm like listen how i hear myself talk i sound great i think i sound good and then i hear myself recorded you know on a, on a phone or something and i'm going oh my god that fucking sucks <laughs> everybody does that yeah so that's how i kind of take it where if, if that if hair and best friend i'm just listening to her from the outside and so when it comes out oh, interesting the three, then i'll think oh. of her as coming in from the inside kind of thought, you know, kind of thought yeah. process. Yeah. I can see that. And again, I think as long as the author has written them as different people, you sound different when you're being them because mm -hmm. they have different attitudes and um energies, you know? I think I think ultimately it's more helpful to focus on that mm -hmm. like playing the person who's there rather than 
kind of going from the inside out rather than the outside in and thinking about what they sound like and less about who they are. Yeah. And we all sound, you know, we all act differently among our friends and they don't see it. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of like how I take it. Um, You were also briefly uh, talked about, you brought up accents and stuff and we all are suckers for them. We all have our favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is your favorite to perform? Oh, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. No question. Is there a particular reason why that's your favorite? No, I just love oh. it. It's so like <laughs> twangy and bouncy in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no reason. I just love it feels in my mouth. That's good. Hmm. So on the opposite spectrum, what is the hardest to perform for you? Oh, I don't know. I would say something new. Like, it, it just takes me a little bit to get into a new thing. Like, I'm doing, I'm about to, next week I have to record um, a book with Shane East for uh, Anna Durand. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lethal in a Kilt. And so it's Scottish, which I know, but need to, like, get back into that world. So this weekend I'm going to, like, watch some Scottish movies and get in the flow. Um, but But I think, yeah, the hardest accent for me is just one that I haven't been doing lately (laughs) Um, (laughs) you really get in a zone with with them and then when they're done they're kind of gone and you have to work your way back in when it's time yeah you did a a french accent in um overnight service right i did did a a little bit just a tiny bit not very much Mm -hmm. yeah i took french from sixth grade to twelfth grade so glad it's paying off yeah Yeah, that was a fun one um, to listen to. And oh, I loved I loved recording that book. the The Lauren Blakely multicasts have been some yeah. of the most fun I've had as a narrator ever. Period. Mm-hmm. Like it's just incredible. It's incredible to be in a room with all your friends doing. And she's such a good, fun writer. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's like emotional, but not like dark. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dark, dark. <laughs> exactly. Dark. I was trying to think of a nice way to say it. like yeah, cuz some books are really emotional but like you come out of the booth and you're like Jesus, I need like a I need rainbow giant whiskey. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I need to lie down. Yeah. <laughs> um uh and her books, you like feel them in your gut but they're in a pleasurable way. Yeah. Um and and not that really dark books aren't also pleasurable, just to perform them really takes a toll, I think. Um it's different than listening to them because you really have to go there and yeah. feel all those feelings. And like when they're really dark, like, oh, it's a lot, you know, it's like performing a, a tragedy of a play where it's like you do it and you honor it. And then you go home and you like watch silly TV and take care of yourself because you need to like refuel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Lauren's books are emotional and fun and it's just like a blast. And she is such a powerhouse and a delight that it, feels good to work for her because she just does so much good and is such a good force in the industry and yeah. personally like a good force for me <laughs> like, I <feel> like <laughs> I have so much to thank her for in terms of um my career at the moment so yeah. I love her yeah, no, she's definitely a comfort read for me and yeah. it doesn't matter what I have listening to if I know that her book is coming out um, either I'll hold to start a new one until that one comes out, or I will stop in mid of the book and hear a Lauren Blakely. But it's not my fault. She's that good. I know. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. And you feel like, 
I feel this way about some filmmakers too. Like, you know, she'll take care of you, yeah. right? Like, huh? I think that's so important to me with an author or a filmmaker. Like, there's some where they're like gonna take some pleasure in making you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you don't know if it's all, if they're gonna like hold your hand at the end. <laughs> and with yeah. her, uh, you know that like, yeah, it might get a little rough, but like, she's got you. Like, yeah. it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's been very innovating. And that's something too that I think, yeah. um, when it comes down to these multicast, you know, listening originally was, you know, single narrator, then it became dual narration, and mm -hmm. then duets. And I'm like, ooh, I like it. And yeah. now there's sometimes where I'm listening to some books and I'm like, this would have done so much well if it was a multicast. Um, <laughs> it's like, Lauren, you have, you know, completely ruined she's, me. <laughs> she's cracked things open. Yeah. yeah. But Disrupted, as yeah. tech people would say. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm not going to borrow that one. Um, isn't that what, isn't that like, I mean, at this point it's probably kind of dated, but isn't that sort of a Silicon Valley thing to say like, yeah, like, man, like we just, we're like here to like disrupt the industry, you know, like we just want to turn on set and disrupt it, which is just sort of like bullshit means nothing. But also I feel like she has, like she's sort of broken things open. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Silicon Valley tech bro voice. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, tell me more. Um, <laughs> Well, you have one of these voices that, again, for me, besides saying, you know, she has a very sexy voice, she has a very husky, sexy voice, you know, to categorize you besides, you know, sexy, um, you also have- Which this is hilarious to me. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of myself as sexy. <laughs> yeah. But you have this tone and this range, and it, it's a little bit of a lower range that, I'm, that maybe more people are used to when it comes down to female narrators. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, um, but you just have this tone, and then you, the way that you do the cadence when you when you narrate, hmm. even though they're different characters. I'm like, that's an Emma book, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, my tells, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's it's to me, it's just a, a breath of fresh air because. Oh, nice. Sometimes you get a lot of the same narrators, and I love them all. I love you guys. Love you guys. I'm gonna start with that. Um, <laughs> and now say the mean thing. Yeah, yeah go I'm on. Mean <laughs> but a girl is a little bit of variety sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and everybody definitely has their own patterns, right? Like yes. we all we all do, and we all have the things that we like. Literally, everyone does, and that's why SNL can can do um, impressions, right? Because there's yeah. things in the way all of us speak that someone can latch on to and copy or be driven crazy by if they listen to too much of us, you know? Like everyone has their little signature ways of speaking. Mm -hmm. um, and so variety is good because too much of anything makes you sick. Yeah. I just, you know, kind of like doing like how the difference tones or how the performance is done differently or again just like the inner ear thing when you're hearing the same voice over and over again and especially sometimes the whole getting confused because especially when it's in a series and they it's a different couple so <laughs> I don't, I, I'm one of those people I don't mind if you change narrators if it's a different couple mm -hmm. um, but sometimes when they use the same narrator or the same one female narrator and they change the guys and I'm like well, wait but weren't you like Jessica from book one how can you be Priscilla in book three <laughs> And the, there's a slight difference, you know. Magic so, of the theater. I know. Suspend your disbelief. <laughs> I think. I think some people. Yeah, some people. I mean, people just have different. Some people get upset if you change narrators in the middle of a series, even for a new couple. You know, people just have yeah. different preferences. Yeah. Lis listeners get upset no matter what. Like, 
Oof. <laughs> as a narrator, if you take over a series from a beloved narrator, oh. like don't look at Audible. <laughs> it won't be nice. You know, like people people fear and loathe change, <laughs> but also want it at the same time. So yeah. Yeah, I always feel bad sometimes for them, not because they're not good. And sometimes there's been situations where the new narrator is actually better than the original one. Um, mm-hmm. But um, the fans just love it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. It's okay. funny. Oh, I went to um, Aaron Mallon wrote a play about audiobook narrators that I went to a reading of this weekend. Um, and it was awesome. And Andy read the stage directions. Uh, this sounds like I'm telling you about a dream I had. Aaron wrote a play and Andy Art was yeah. there and she read the stage. <laughs> <laughs> but it really happened, I swear to God. Um, and one of the things in it was the female narrator in the play uh, took over a series and then read some of the reviews and they were scathing, <laughs> um, which is just funny and real and life. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So she wrote a play on that? Is it mm-hmm. out already or is it? It, it was just a... It's a, just a reading, so oh, okay. I, I don't know if she'll produce it further than that, but it was awesome. Yeah, She's great. I, I love her. Yeah. I kind of do like it when they do these um, books where, yeah, he's a handyman, but they just don't gloss over the role of being a handyman, for example. They kind of get into it where they're oh, yeah. showing you a little bit more of the ins and outs of like the backstage or behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you do like that or you don't? You do. I do. I do. Yeah. Because it's just one of those where if you're telling me that he's a handyman, um, she's never going to go see him at a job or he's not going to want to fix something to prove that he's a handyman. You know, (laughs) there's a leak in the faucet, dude. Come on. So what is the best way to smooth out caulking around a tub? Actually, if you use an ice cube, um, yeah, I feel like it's easy to get bogged down in the weeds there. I always wonder if that's why authors write so much about hockey because many listeners don't know enough about hockey to like oh. want the detail to get tangled up in details. Do you know what I mean? If you, people are like, it's a sport, yeah. it's on the ice. The guys are really hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're going from the left to the right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I, I do wonder if uh, I love the hockey books. I'm doing one of them right now, actually. And I mm-hmm. have another one in the spring for a different author. Um, but I always wondered if to, like, cause it's weird that hockey would be so popular in romance, right? Like yeah, what, a, think, what a random choice. Like why not football or basketball? Because it's been or, done because it's been done. I think it, it, what it is, is when it comes down to hockey, it's one of those where a, we have more where it's no longer just in Canada for an example. Right. It's now going, I mean, even here in Florida, we have a, a hockey team. Sure. Um, don't ask me what the um, <laughs> so do you follow them? <laughs> so from, from my perspective, one of my dear friends at work, she loves hockey. I mean, she hmm. grew up watching it. Um, she's from Jersey originally. Um, mm-hmm. and her, you know, she's a huge, and, but she's what I call like an authentic fan. It doesn't matter if they're winning or losing. She's mm-hmm. still going to love on them. She's true. Yeah. She's a true fan. And so when I came to her and I'm like, dude, I'm reading this book. And she goes, uh-huh. And I go, and it's about hockey players. And she goes, oh, really? So, <laughs> Oh, now oh. you have my attention. Yeah. yeah. So it actually kind of happened the opposite. I sort of kind of started getting into hockey. I'm not totally like quite there, but I started learning that, oh, there's these teams and then these different things. And she and I, she's been kind of teaching me a little bit about it and stuff like that. So it's just one of those where I'm going, okay. And then more and more, because again, social media, 
mm-hmm. certain particular players in the hockey team. Oh, I see. Very particular, mm-hmm. you know, pretty to the eyes. Um, yes. <laughs> I was wondering if that was perhaps the quality with yes. which you selected the players. Yeah. Yes, I <laughs> your, know, fanta- right? your fantasy team is not based on skill per se <laughs> or likelihood to win games. It's just a fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That gives me an idea, though. It gives me an idea to do like a little game like, okay, pick your fantasy hockey players. Um, yeah. Or someone should write about, yeah, fan- yeah. There needs to be more like a, there's, there's golden puns to be mined in oh, God, fantasy. Yeah fantasy yeah. sports <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was also fun I mean I think like I said football's been done before baseball as well and it's just hockey is just something that's kind of coming out of not the woodworks but it was just always there but now people yeah. are more aware people know it. about it and yeah. the guys are sexy like yeah they have to be really fit they do and it's like a super I mean it's a kind of team where you can imagine a kind of sport where you can imagine a lot of alpha heroes being as opposed to like golf (laughs) (laughs) not that there aren't hotties in golf but just not the same like virility yeah you know and especially when it comes down to the narrator of the game you know and then he was going to do you know (laughs) he's setting up his swing he's oh no he's selecting he's selecting a different oh yeah yeah okay he's setting up yeah it doesn't have the same sexiness (laughs) no 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 Unless they have someone where it's completely out there character that has <laughs> been made to be the narrator of that game. And she's like, oh, look, he's stroking his club. <laughs> <laughs> it could be done. A sexy yeah. golf romance could could totally Maybe. be yeah. done. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing you made me um, smile and laugh because when you're talking about how detailed oriented it has to be when it comes down to some of these professions like the whole caulking thing i would have been that girl that been like huh, caulking. <laughs> i know i realized the second i said it but actually I like, that's I like know a, how to fix that one <laughs> it's like a tip that i was interested in recently where i was like oh because my i'm trying to like fix my rental bathroom and i and i was like watching videos on how to fix bathrooms and did you know that using an ice cube is a great way to smooth out the caulk around a tub now you know. Yeah, next time, know next time you're working with cock, Viviana, mm-hmm. use ice cubes. Definitely. There you go. There's your yeah. sound bite. <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you too. Goodness, um, I was so, so excited because so we actually met in person back in March of 2019 because we went to a polycon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's something too that I'm loving as of late, the narrators coming out of the booth and into mm-hmm. our events and stuff like that. Um, it's how fun for it us. Been? Yeah. How has it been? Um, really fun. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's a, so it's a different experience for female narrators and male narrators, right? Hmm. Like, I, cause the male narrators are like sex objects and we're like your friends. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think they get a lot more attention, mm-hmm. um, but it's a different kind of attention. Uh, and it's, that's been interesting to notice. Um, but for us, it's just a blast because this job is so lonely. Like, it's so fucking lonely. <laughs> and, and like, you don't, you know, if you're bold, you can go read your Audible reviews and you have really thick skin and some people will say nice things, but really you don't get a lot of feedback on like, is anyone out there? Like, am I just talking to myself? And so it's nice to be reminded that like, oh yeah, like 
what I'm doing is one small part of this incredible, vibrant community and people love it. And like, it's really energizing on a day when you're like dragging and need to get in the booth to remember like you met real people and like they <laughs> really listen to this and are looking forward to it. And it's, it's like, a, that's a great connection. And then it's also just great because, you know, we're, m- most of us are really good friends with each other and we don't get to see each other that much. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's such a treat to like Vegas this past fall was just like a, a party. <laughs> it was like yeah. all my friends went to a party. Um, it was so fun to hang out with like Zach and Andrew Ryden and, uh, and like yeah. Ava Erickson, all those people. It was just a blast. So mm-hmm. it's like, and, and you guys too, right? Like I met you at a Polycon and then mm-hmm. I met um, Felicia a couple years ago at the Audis. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, you guys have become real friends. So those are the only time that's the only time we really get to see you guys. So it's like doubly great because it's just a vacation where you see your friends. And then it's also a reminder of the power of what we're part of and how much it means to people. Yeah. I think it's um, because of the social media that we've been having and we are able to access things a little bit easier. Not that those always was a good thing, but (laughs) Um, I love that you guys are, you know, being more, I want to say social, but you're just being more involved in the community when it comes yeah. to the listeners. And I think it's always kind of cool that I, for example, if I'm seeing one of your books and stuff and I can just either send you a text or an I am on Facebook and go, oh my God, you so rock on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know that not everybody gets to do that, but the, uh, the events is an opportunity to show the love and you guys are signing all different types of things. Was there anything that you were like, Oh, you want me to sign this? No, maybe the guys get those. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's more for, that's more for the, for the dudes, but I don't, I don't think they were weirded out by anyone. Um, Cause I think they would have told me. <laughs> Did you sign uh, the cop? No. Right. Um. <laughs> no. Sharpie just like doesn't really stick that well on penises. So it was impossible. I tried. I tried. Should have been hard. Um, yeah. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> There's actually swag of a penis. That's why, you know, um, I forgot the name of the author, but she has penis swag. Um, you can make anything to swag nowadays. If it can be written on it, you can use it as a swag. Um, I brought a pillow, people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How like wholesome. Just, yeah. No, not so much, girl. Yeah, I can think <laughs> of a lot of things you can do with a pillow. Actually. Yeah, I know. That, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting point that you bring up regarding the difference on on the female narrators and the male narrators. Now, as a listener, mm-hmm. we love your voices, and we use our imagination. Um, especially when the, the descriptiveness is just, you know, using the, the ladies, you know, like this, she's curvaceous, she's funny and, 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 you know, she's gorgeous and blah, blah, blah. So we can kind of envision it. And then the same thing for the guys. Now we obviously tend to focus more on them. Oh, God, they sound so hot because just how people are. Um, it's natural, but I would think I would be a bit concerned about the matching of like, this is how I imagine a certain person to sound like, this is how I imagine certain people to sound like. I'd be nervous. Like I get good phone. Okay. <laughs> I get really good phone. I would much rather talk to someone, especially with customer service. And I'm like, okay, good. And I can give you the good phone. But when it comes to being in person, I'm like, maybe they look a little, you know? And so yeah. I wonder if the guys are That's thinking a- that, you know? Like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they're all cute. Uh, I love them all. They're they adorable. are. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to some of them about like, 
The experience of being a male and a female narrator in romance is is super different in a lot of ways. And sometimes as a woman, it's kind of hard because like we're not often, not all the time, but we're often not the the person on the book who people are really excited about. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. the guy is the dessert and we're like the fibery meal that you have to eat first. <laughs> You're the required vegetable. We're the broccoli, yeah. Um, The Metamucil, and then he's the molten lava cake, um, which is totally fine, but also, like, can kind of get you down sometimes. Do you know what I mean? When you you put your heart and soul into these things, and then you're not what people are excited about. So that is a a challenging thing sometimes, I think. And it's, it's, that's not to say anyone needs to change what they like about these books, because these books are largely for women. Mm -hmm. And the, it, when I listen to these books, I'm more excited about the guy too. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the, that's their sexy books and that's the sexy part. Yeah. Um, so that's not to say that's a problem or that needs to change, but that is a complicated thing that's sometimes tough uh, to see um, how much the industry is focused on the male narrator for female narrators, sometimes tough. For male narrators, I think what you're saying is right, that that is a big being being a sex symbol yeah. is a real double-edged sword, sword. right? Yep. Um, because it feels great to have people saying such nice things about you and obsessing about you. But then also you wonder, well, would they really feel that way about the real you? Like, or no, you know? And so I know some guys choose not to come to conferences because they don't want to... Break the fantasy? Yeah, they don't want to like spoil that illusion. And it's not like... Like, I, I know all the male narrators. Like, no one is, like, hideous. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not like any, we're not hiding any trolls. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, like, uh, people, listeners build them up yeah, so not all high. Yeah, they're three, you know, no. built and sexy and alphas and billions. No, yeah, um. they're, they're regular people who act all kinds of ways. Uh, yeah, and I think, I think that is a... um a weird thing for the guys to 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 make decisions based on other people's fantasies versus their real self as a, as a woman i don't really worry about that and partly that's because i'm um you know i don't know i'm i'm okay i'm i'm old enough now to be like okay with the way i look and i i'm lucky in some ways and i feel fine about it mm-hmm. and i don't think i'm anyone's fantasy and they're going to freak out if i'm don't look the way they thought um, but I think it's, I think it is a little different and more sensitive for the guys. So there's more love, but also more, a bigger burden of expectations. Yeah. Well, I think also too, we as, as listeners, because like you said, the genre is written more for women. Um, they tend to be a bit more harsher on the heroine versus the a, hero. A bit? I was trying to be nice. I mean, there's some people out there that will forgive anything of anything. the guy. And I'm anything. like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. Um, I'm like, I, he's lucky he's still breathing. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah. heaven forbid she did not ask him that one question that would have solved everything. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, we're, all, we're all products of our our unbalanced society. <laughs> and we have... we. Yeah, in these fantasies, um, mm-hmm. the the heroes really uh, 
get a get a pretty loose rein for bad behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To put it mildly in some. Yeah. What are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To put it mildly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, but I find that fascinating. You know, no. like completely fascinating how. Um, I'm one that I will always make sure that my reviews are equal. If I'm reading about the guy, I'm going to read about the girl. Mm-hmm. If something that needs to be created to, you know, critique. Um, politely, I will say it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because there's a nice way to say different things, people. You know, don't, <laughs> you don't have to be an asshole to review a freaking book, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's also, and you know, this is something that I, when I first started doing more romance, I was sometimes upset by certain lines being crossed or, you know, books where like the guy really behaves very poorly, you know, (laughs) like he really doesn't treat her well. And then he does. And, or, you know, things that now would be like actionable, take that to HR. Like your boss can't do that (laughs) at work. Um, And there are still certainly things where I, 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 things I won't do because I, I don't like, I, I wouldn't do a non-consensual book. Um, But Short of that, like fantasy is fantasy, you know, and all of us, not, not to get into any specifics about my personal sexual fantasies, Viviana, um, <laughs> but all I'm of us, <laughs> well, uh, all of us imagine things that we wouldn't want in real life, really. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like there's things that are exciting to think about, but like if that was real, no, no, like that would be horrible, but that doesn't mean it's a horrible fantasy. So I think I've really broadened my horizons in terms of like appreciating books that if they were real would be problematic, but in fantasy are great. And so I think in terms of heroes, bad behavior, some of that falls into that category where you're like, yeah, in real life, no, (laughs) but, (laughs) but for the purposes of this fantasy, yes, you can be a real piece of shit and it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I think also too, that um, from that topic, as far as, you know, being a fantasy, it has allowed, and and I've seen it and I've rather not seen it so much as, uh, you know, heard or read the the conversations when it comes (laughs) down to people about saying, Hey, you know, I didn't know this was something you could do and um, I highlighted it and I you know gave it to my you've partner. seen it what like, kind of weird what? stuff do you watch Viviana you go to swingers <laughs> parties no. um, I know but me too me too yeah. like it gives you ideas yeah. you know mm-hmm. and it makes you feel things that things that maybe you liked but thought was weird yeah. like you're like oh no I'm, I'm a lot so of people sweet. like that it's a big yeah. wide weird world out there and it's all yeah. fine exactly. yeah <laughs> so I think it, it's from that perspective I love that the um, romance genre has provided that safety net to, do too. to listeners and readers as far as the different things that you can do um, mm-hmm. just keep it legal um, <laughs> keep it legal and consensual let's exactly. say legal, yes, and legal and consensual between adults yeah, yeah. yes exactly um, so now that you've been narrating for so many years now and you've had I think Audible is saying that you have I know the Audible sometimes is, is, is finicky and they've been having a couple of glitches. So as of today. You mean how many books have I done? Yeah. That- well, under Emma, you've done a, a Audible saying you have a, a hundred and 92 of them are romance. Really? What are the, oh, oh, the other ones are, are like sci-fi for another. Probably also. fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. different how people categorize things differently. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. I've done about like 225 total probably. I don't know. A lot of books. Yeah. A lot of books. Is there an author that you're, um, or a narrator that you're like, I can't wait to work with them, or this is my dream? Oh. 
Hmm. I don't know. I feel like in romance, I've gotten to work with all the people I want to work with, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and I look forward to working with them more. Um, I'd love, in, and I feel like all the women say this, I'd love more opportunities to work with the female narrators, but it just doesn't happen that often. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I think there's a lot of authors I'd love to work for, um, but it's too many to pick. I yeah. can't do it. I can't do it and I won't. <laughs> and that's it. That's what she said. <laughs> so when you're not working and producing all, um, and narrating all these books, what do you do for fun? What, Stop laughing. What, I, I don't understand what you're <laughs> talking about. I mean, I, I'm slang. There's a time other than that, do you say? Uh, recently, like nothing. I'm working too much. Uh, I don't have fun. I just work. Uh, I started jogging again recently. That was good. Um, what do I do for fun? Um, I really like animal rescue, which I know sounds like not that fun a lot of the time, but like I, I've gotten really into, as, as, as people who know me will make fun of me for, like wild bird rescue in New York. Like there's a lot of hurt birds that need to be taken to a rehabber. So I do that. Uh, but that doesn't sound like fun. Um, you like doing that. So that's fun for you. So that's, yeah, yeah, it's not like it it feels good. It feels good to do animal rescue stuff. Oh, dude, I don't know. I just need to work less. (laughs) There's all this stuff I want to do. Like I want to write. I want to see my friends more often. I want to go to more theater. Uh, but I have been working a lot to bring the people the audiobooks. Which we learned. I need a better balance in my life. Yeah, you do. That was something that I am striving for for this year is to get out a little bit more and do something that I've never done before. Like what? Um, so I've been dying to do something like classes. I, I can be very artsy, but I, will, I don't want to self, be self-taught via YouTube. So you yeah. know how they, they have, I did it years ago where you did, um, you made something out of clay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would love or, to do that. Yeah. Or you already have something made and then you colored it and mm-hmm. you, all this you paint stuff. it. Yeah. Paint it. And there's, that one, sounds fun. Yeah. And there's one here now that does, um, like the planks, like the wood that you like the wood signs. So cause when you get on Ross or one of the other stores, you're like, Oh, I like that. But if they tweaked it, you know, or a different color that doesn't match the house, I'm like, well, maybe I should just do a class and just, you know, do my yeah. Thing. That's, I got into refinishing furniture for a mm-hmm. while, like refinishing mid-century furniture because <laughs> I like had some that I had inherited from my uh, grandparents. And uh, that stuff is so satisfying because yeah. you like make it how you want it. And then mm-hmm. you can be like, look at this thing I made. Isn't it awesome? Tell me nice things about myself. <laughs> Well, I was re- I was really into baking for a while, kind of for that reason, like really elaborate cakes. Because then it's really nice to be like, look at what I did mm-hmm. and feel proud. Yeah. Well, I did a lot of um, refurbishing too. It's funny that you mentioned that. I would go to the thrift shops or to the vintage stores and grab something that was not in the best condition and yeah. revamped it. So I've done a couple, a bunch of pieces in the house. And to the point where I'm like, I'll do it. Oh, I, oh this piece is awesome. Look at the legs on that chair yeah um, <laughs> it's sitting in the garage um, <laughs> well yeah the next was there. yeah exactly and um 
but yeah, cooking too is fun. Um, I know, but that for me, it's, I love it when I do like a meal or desserts and then I watch the people eat in mm-hmm. the sense of just to see the reaction. Totally. It's yeah. for me, it's no fun if it's just for me, if it's for mm-hmm. me, I'll have like a peanut butter sandwich or mm-hmm. popcorn and a giant block of cheese. <laughs> like, I don't care at all. <laughs> but it, if it's like a, an event, then it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's always fun that way. Cool. So see what you do. I did not know that about the furniture. Yeah. I like, I just got, you know, like mid-century modern design, mm-hmm. right? Like it just got super into it. Cause it's like what my, my, my grandparents were European. My grandfather's Norwegian. My grandmother was Dutch. And so they like had all this awesome stuff, like these like molar chairs that I needed to like learn how to reweave the seats out of paper cord and all this stuff. Um, wow. It's awesome. It's so, it, I love it. I love crafts, but living in New York, like you don't have a lot of room. Like if I had a garage, I would love to learn how, and this is like such a non-sexy conversation. I'm sorry. I would love to learn how to reupholster. Like I want to upholster, like wouldn't that be amazing? Like, like old wingback chairs. Also too. Then your cat, like I have cats and I can't have nice things because I love my cats more than my furniture and they wreck everything. But if you could if you could redo it yourself, then there's like no limit to what you could have. And you could yeah. just, you know, that's very I feel exciting. you, girl. I did a bench. My fantasy. Yeah. I did a, a bench. bench. Yeah. And it's a straight line. That's why I could do it. Um, that sounds so I, awesome. So I did a bench. So I re, um, painted it and then I did the fabric for the reupholstering of it. But again, it was a straight line. Um, but I have these. Don't uh, sell yourself short. I'm sure it's beautiful. And that's a, you finished it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a big deal. That's one of the things that is done. Um, but I have these chairs in my office that I'm like, oh, you have such a gorgeous body and love the, or, or the legs and stuff. You have I'm like, such a gorgeous, gorgeous body. Those yeah. legs, my God. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, was at a, I was at a store and I said that out loud and I had people next to me looking at me, the chair, the chair people, she's, the chair. Chair fetish. What's wrong with that? Yeah. It's a yeah. world. Yeah. No, man. But then they have that curve. It's, I like the older furniture. I think the newer mm-hmm. model stuff is just way too modern. It doesn't, it feels like something's missing, like a personality is missing. Yeah. Um, yeah totally. So that's when it comes out. I just have not gotten adventurous enough to reupholster these chairs and completely, utterly, my fear is fucking them up <laughs> and well, not finishing. So, yeah. Believe so that might you. be a class. Yeah. That might be a class I'll take while it starts. Um, something that's not a straight line because I've done chairs as well, like the, like dining room chairs. Mm-hmm. just the cushion part and the painting and stuff like that but not done anything with curves on there or anything one day we'll do that we'll have me over yeah i'll just, I was gonna say, well, you I'll should, just you take know. a quick flight down yeah we'll spend a weekend <laughs> doing your furniture <laughs> awesome. if i ever have a weekend where i'm not working that yeah is. well hey i already offered to, to, to ship you my puppy um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not listening to that you don't pee inside the house um mm. Just try explaining it to him more clearly in words. I'm sure yeah, it'll work. But then he gives you that look like, you know, you love me. <laughs> so. That's when you have to harden your heart and yes. stick to the consistent routine. Yeah, that's what we're doing on that. Okay, good luck. Speaking of, yeah, I know. I'll, I'll catch you up on later on that. Okay. <laughs> I have puppy class at 8 o'clock today, so, oh. <laughs> so I'll tell you how that goes. Um, so on the show, I love playing a game with my guests. Um, it's part of getting to know you better. And also, honestly, it's a put you in the spot a little bit. Um, okay. <laughs> Consider me in the spot. But, yeah. In so the hot seat. Yes. Um, so it's would you rather. So okay. as you know, so I'll, you know, give you two options of one or the other, and then you'll have to pick between those two. Feel free to pull a Shane 
Um, and we uh, cheat. But, yeah. No, 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 no. So you wish both. Me. Neither. This other thing you didn't say. No, Is that what he, he does? He, no, he explains the why. <laughs> <laughs> so, Viviana, no. Um, <laughs> I just. <laughs> um, okay, I will. Okay. All right. I will. Ready? Mm -hmm. Would you rather be an unimportant character in the last movie you saw or an unimportant character in the last book you read? Oh. Like read for pleasure or for work? You pick. Book I read. Okay. Because the last movie I saw was the documentary Honeyland, which is uh, beautiful, but like, oh, pretty depressing. <gasps> like, I cried my eyes out. <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. in that one. Got it. So would you rather have to read aloud every word you read or sing every everything you say out loud oh read i love singing but that's exhausting yeah <laughs> i was like well you kind of do a lot of the I reading do. anyways i do so. yeah i don't like read a lot with my eyes that i don't also say with my mouth yes so be talented there weird yeah i can do two things <laughs> <laughs> hey that's that people think it's easy it's not it's not easy it's not easy i i, I can attest to that oh, no it's not I <laughs> like reading out loud there's reason why i am not a married um <laughs> would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always 20 minutes early i mean i always am 10 minutes late pretty much <laughs> so that i guess although the other one obviously better but mm. for being realistic i'll just stick with what I am, which is late. I saw someone wearing a shirt and said, "Sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come." Well, yeah, <laughs> that <was> perfect. <laughs> yeah, I need to get that shirt. But and then I had to edit it. I didn't want to come because I was reading a good book. Uh huh. That's good too. Like that or listening to a book. Um, that's good too. Yeah, that's why my friends are like, "You need to hang out more outside." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> no, I have my books in my little dark cave that's comfortable, and then I know why would I leave. And I'm comfortable, and I can eat what I want, and I can drink what I want. Would you rather know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals? Oh, talk to animals, my God. <laughs> that's not, and I, I do talk to animals a lot, but I would like them to talk back if that's yeah. part of this. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is, I mean, what kind of monster would pick the history, like, <laughs> come well, on. If not, well, if you're not a, an animal lover, not everybody Then you're does. a sociopath. Yeah, it's like, we can't be friends, huh, if you're not an animal lover. <laughs> I understand being afraid of dogs, maybe, you know, or but but people who are like, no, I feel nothing. It's like, mm. well, we're, what's, what's wrong with you? Get help. Get yeah. help, bud. <laughs> who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always I'm like, what do you mean you don't like animals? You know, I think it's, <laughs> a, it's a red flag. Yeah. It's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I saw I'm like, oh, yeah, I think she'll talk to the animals. I would much rather talk to animals, too, at that point. I sometimes like rather talk to the animals than I do people, so. Me, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, last question. Would you rather never have to clean a bathroom again or never have to do dishes again? Mm, bathroom. I don't really mind, but it's just a lot more work. Mm -hmm. Dishes. I don't to cock anything. 
I would, oh my God, I would love to cock my tub. I would love to get my hands on a nice thick tube of cock um, in my fantasies about uh, DIYing my home. But unfortunately, my my bathroom is so, it's a rental and it's just so gross that I put um, shower curtains all around the tub because the wall, the tile is like paints peeling off the tile. So there's just like shower curtains. So I feel like I'm in like a little Dexter kill room when I'm in there just like surrounded by shower curtains. <laughs> yeah, that's a visual. The yeah. sad scene. Yeah. The rest yeah. of my apartment's pretty good. The bathroom. No, ma'am. Yeah, no, ma'am. Yeah. That's a problem with renting. I mean, <laughs> it is. I got to the point when I was renting, um, when I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to paint. And I know that I have to paint, you know, back to boring whites when I leave. But for the time that I'm here, I'm going to make it, you know, pleasurable for me while I'm here. Yeah. But that I one's painted. difficult, you know, to, to fix when you're not the owner. I know. I painted. I, so when I moved in, I moved in this apartment in May and I painted the whole thing right before I moved in. And because I needed accompaniment while I was painting, I was like, I should listen to an audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I hear those are good. And so I listened to Serena Bowen's hymn because uh-huh. no one will shut up about it in oral fixation. And I mean, in a good way, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I was, and I friends with those dudes. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. And I listened to the whole thing. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I got my apartment painted and I listened to a good sexy book. And I, pretended that I didn't know them and lost myself in the story. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it must be hard for you. And I know sometimes with me, I'm like, pretend you don't know them, pretend you don't know them. I'm like, yeah, you can't be that sexy bird, you know? <laughs> yeah. Is it hard for you I when think you're when, listening or are you just like, nah, you get over it? I mean, I don't, I don't listen that much. Um, I think, yeah, it's hard to, when you know someone really well, it's hard to put that aside. But at the same time, like when people are really good, mm-hmm. they're good. Do you know what I mean? And uh-huh. they tell a story well, and it's like, yeah, if you're friends with actors, it's harder to watch them in movies and stuff, but for the first 10 minutes, and then you're just watching a movie, you know? Yeah. So I think it's the same way. Like, if people are good, they're good, and you're going to get lost in that story, whether you know them or not. If you <laughs> if you can um, convince yourself that whatever the story you're listening to is like, you know, if if you can believe in star wars where with all the crazy things there like you can certainly forget that you know someone for six hours while you're listening yeah. to a book like <laughs> true <laughs> just two yeah how well you narrator mm-hmm. um it's fun yep five stars <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, before we go, can you tell us a little bit about what you're currently working on, if you can share? Um, sure, something. Yeah, so I can't tell you what I'm today, other than that I'm, it's a new author, new me author, not a new author at all. I'm really excited about it. Other things I have been working on, though, that I'm pumped about are, I just worked on Jessica Hawkins' White Monarch trilogy, which is coming out soon, with um, Brian Polino and Christian Fox and Lance Field. Um, and that was awesome. Uh, I have a couple Rosalind James books coming out soon. Um, one called Just Say Christmas, which is like a late Christmas book that I loved. <laughs> and then uh, another one uh, that I'm about to record. I'm set to do some Kim Lorraine books with Aaron Sheplock, um, which I am about to get in the studio for in the next couple weeks. What else? What else? What else? 
I don't know. I've been working so hard that all the books are like mushing together in my mind. Mm. <laughs> um, I could look at my calendar. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I was checking Audible and um, they have nothing as of right now up for like pre-orders. Everything has already been published. Oh, yeah. 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 It's weird because you work on you work on these things and then they don't come out for so long. Mm-hmm. Um. I just did another Tegan Hunter book. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know which ones I can talk about and yeah, can't. So That's just pretend I, I like think about all the exciting <laughs> things that I can't tell you yeah. <laughs> and get excited for the things I can, which are definitely that Jessica Hawkins trilogy is, is um, incredible. Um, and I think that's coming out in like March. So cool. keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And then for TBD, oh, and I've got some Lauren Blakely projects in the pipeline, mm-hmm. which are always a fucking delight. Yep. And I just did one for her with Zach Weber. Um, that I think just came out called The Second Chance Plan. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I think it's on Audible Escape. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Free for all of you. Yeah. See, the way that I, when it comes on to like that Kindle Unlimited and uh, The Escape, I I kind of cringe when people say, yeah, it's free. I'm like, no, people, it's not free. <laughs> yeah. You have to pay for the subscription. I mean, with Audible in general, you have to pay, but there's an additional cost, which, but I, I, for me, it's worth it because it allows me to discover new authors and narrators. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, like it's, a, it's not free, but it's like mm-hmm. cheap as hell oh, yeah. <laughs> to the point where those books don't often pay off for, uh, but but they're in there for a reason, right? Yeah. Like at this point, like when it was new, I feel like some people kind of thought it was a different thing and wished that they hadn't put their books into it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, if it's in there, it's because the rights holder wants it to be. So I don't think anyone needs to feel bad about that. Do you know, like it, there are multiple reasons people put books in there and they're all yeah. good and make sense. So yeah. no one should feel um, conflicted about getting, getting it for it. cheap. Yeah, yeah, because it's... It, that was a choice made by the people who hold the purse strings mm-hmm. and it made sense to them. Yeah. So but enjoy. At the, and at the end of the day, there's always a way to promote it. And there's an, if people are listening and it's any time, the first time that you're listening either to the narrator or the author and you're going, Oh my God, totally. You have to pick up this book. Yeah, um, totally. That's another person that's going to get something or another book in another series isn't part of the of the writing style. Yeah, that's what that book, so. that's what kills me when people are like, "How could they do that? They don't put the whole series in." It's like, yeah, they put the whole <laughs> series in because you need to buy at least one. Like, yeah, you need to buy one so they can feed their families. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, just if you love it that much, it's worth it, then, girl. Come on, get totally, it. Yeah, totally. I, I'm that enabler. Um, <laughs> good. I'm this like, is a good addiction. There, there are way worse addictions than audiobooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I always um, advocate for the libraries too, in case. Totally. Sometimes, you know, I, I get it. It is, you know, it's a hobby, yes, but it can be expensive. But totally. You can still totally enjoy it and uh, share the love and use our libraries. And those are, yeah, those are fun times. They're all good. They're all good ways mm-hmm. to, they all contribute to the industry. And the way people churn through romance audiobooks, like no one could buy that many books. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Especially people who listen on a fast speed and go through oh, like a gosh, book a day. Yeah. Like, Ugh. that'll, that'll, empty your bank account real quick yeah 
some people were like you're you you haven't read that many books I mean you haven't listened to so many books I'm like because I'm the girl that actually likes listening to them at their normal regular <laughs> speed and we love you for it yeah and um because well you guys have good voices come on um and it's just so I don't go through them as fast and sometimes you have that whole like book coma or like a you know the god I'm totally blanking out what it is I mean like a food have, coma like a hangover much, like a yeah book hangover thank you book hangover okay. when the book has been that good and you're mm-hmm. like I don't know what to pick up next it's gonna be yeah good. you need to let it settle for a little yes. bit yeah so there's sometimes where I've had um I've been fortunate enough to have really good books lately so I'm like I need a moment that's good then. what if what's something that you've listened to recently that you loved Ooh. Not, I'm not, not with me. Do you know what I mean? I'm like really asking you. That's not a question about me. <laughs> As I run over to my Audible and log in, because again, similar to you, um, yeah. because there's so many, sometimes I'm like, wait, what? And um, either I'll recognize it because of the narrator or the cover. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So I read, um, it's by Lily Archer and it's called A Face Captive. And it was an interesting concept where, it's almost like, uh, not novellas, but vignettes and stuff. Um, uh-huh. So she took the story of one couple and broke it into four bo- into four places. So there are cliffhangers. And then the best friend of the hero of the first section is also then the hero of the next section. And that kind of didn't one over arc uh-huh. overall. Um, it's narrated by Shane. Uh, nice. And um, I hear, I hear he's pretty good. That guy. He is. Um, and Mackenzie Cartwright. Oh, I love her. She's she's, she's such a nice person too. Yeah. Like she's lovely. Yeah. But what I loved Great. about this book was uh, the series or two, whatever however you guys want to classify it, um, is the performance that these two did. Uh, they completely outdid themselves. I knew that Shane East was good. Like I, uh, you know, we <laughs> always recommend him. Always say, hey, he's an awesome narrator. He's a great yes. performer and stuff like that. But this series was like, damn, you're good. You know, yeah. like that that extra bit. Did it let um, him like flex his acting muscles a little totally. bit? Totally. Yes. Yeah. Very um, very flexing from that perspective. <laughs> As opposed to just this. his alpha muscles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that. So that's where I've been on a, it looks okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit it. It's been a Shane East kick lately. Um, Immortal. But they're yeah. worse kicks. He's yeah. a really good as yeah. you know, I don't know, a good narrator and a good guy. Yeah. I've, yeah. So the other book that I most recently was The Immortal Flames, which is the Excalibur duet by Kim Lorraine. Right. So yeah, that was the first set of books that I read by her, which were great. And nice. Things like that. So those are two then. And I have a list of so many books that I need to catch up on. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, so many books, not enough time. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you can listen to them while you're refinishing your chairs. Yeah. One day. Yeah. yeah. Get totally. it done. <laughs> yeah i much rather sometimes talk to you guys like right so, I'm, I'm fortunate that way and hopefully listeners are enjoying these podcasts and these episodes to get to know you guys better and i yeah, hope but, so yeah. i feel like oh, i always feel like when i do these things i'm either really rambly and just talk about like dumb shit no one cares about but me or i'm like really pollyanna-ish and just i'm like i'm just grateful to be in this industry with all these wonderful friends but like i am (laughs) yeah so that's all i got everybody is really friends Mm -hmm. like when we're like you know 
screwing around with each other on Twitter or whatever, Facebook, like we're, <laughs> we're also messaging each other and like seeing each other in real life. Like we're, that's real. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not just like, uh, and, and it's just shocking how kind and generous and fun the narrator community is. It's, mm-hmm. it's not normal. <laughs> so, so we're, I think we all feel pretty lucky to have landed here. Yeah, it's an interesting group. I, uh, you know, <laughs> like with anything, we have we have our really good eggs, and we have some of those rotten apples. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, like the it's a percentage. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, um, if you guys weren't as awesome as you guys are to to partake and participate and be involved with the listeners, I wouldn't do it. And that same thing with the listeners. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. Doing it. No, it yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't be a job. It's like, oh, I have to talk to this Emma lady. Um, right. Yeah. And if people acted like, I feel like in other, in other acting worlds, sometimes people mm-hmm. act like they're doing you a favor by oh. giving you their time. Do you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> no, like I'm just really glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it might also be because, we're all so sort of isolated mm-hmm. that any contact with nice people is like, oh yes, more. I would love to talk for hours. Yeah, <laughs> that could be a factor. Just yeah, saying. It could be. Yeah, it's been, really yeah. all in solitary confinement. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But I mean, again, the community is so awesome, and both from uh, listeners and the performers, you guys, again, wouldn't be doing okay. this if it wasn't for you guys. Um, mm. So that's always a good thing. Well, we probably wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for you, because no one would be buying all the books. The books, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great relationship that we it all is. have with Mutually each other. Mutually beneficial. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, so thank you so much, Emma, for taking the time to chat with me today. It has been my pleasure. It was so fun. I always love talking to you. It's always I love fun. talking to you, too. When will I see you next in real life? Uh, I know uh, there's some couple of things that were on my on my radar, and then life happens, and then I have to take them off. But now I'm looking life at it again. Pain in the butt. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Um, in case you hadn't um known this already, at this point, um, the locations that I picked to go to like events and book signings are based more on who the narrator is going to be. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, again, I think I feel like the the authors are more available. Most mm-hmm. of the time, because you know they're they're you know either with Facebook groups or, or other kind mm-hmm. of things, and they go to more things. Whereas yeah, you guys, they do. to get you to come out of the wood, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's, it's like, hard. dude, seriously, like, well, I'll feed you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will buy your drink if you come to this place. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I'm doing this year as far as events go. Um, I might have a wish list, that's for sure. Like Edinburgh would be phenomenal. I know. I think I'm gonna go. I was talking to Joe Arden. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go, I think. And I think I might go. I yeah. think it might be really fun. Yeah. I, and then, I'm an experience, period. I mean, yeah, like just as a life vacation, you know, like uh-huh. a not, I, I wouldn't go because I necessarily think it will pay off career wise, but I could write it off. <laughs> and, um, and, and I think a bunch of us will also go to Vegas next year because it's the last Vegas, right? Which Vegas? The, the Love in Vegas, is it? I think so. Yeah. 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 So this is it this year or next year that you think it's the last one? I thought this coming year was the last one. Yeah. I thought this past year was the second, the penultimate, which yeah. for a really long time I thought meant ultimate, which was embarrassing <laughs> to realize. <laughs> we all have that one word. No yeah. worries. <laughs> yeah, I've been eyeing that one. Um, and again, it would definitely be 
I tend to stick to the authors that I love because again, mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna, they're going to take care of me. Yeah, um, totally. So I'm going through the list and I'm going, I don't know you, I don't know you. I know. I know. And the it's list changes because people yeah. like life gets in people's way. Yeah, exactly. And um, last year I knew a lot more authors, but this year I'm going, I'm just waiting for the list of narrators to come out to see if it's going to be worth me going to Vegas um, to, you know, to go all the way out there for it. Yeah. Know, and stuff like that. So I'm going to look to them hopefully this weekend, if not next, and kind of sit and look at what's out there. Otherwise, I may just start saying, hey, I'm thinking about going to New York. <laughs> yeah, do that. When are you it's, available? Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> come to New York and hang out with all of us here. Yeah, that would be fun. Oh, I was so wanting to go to the um the, the Audis. Yeah, yeah. There, it would be fun, but the, it's it's really like an industry event. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like everybody is seeing all their friends and you get like five seconds with everybody because everybody's there so it's a blast but i don't know that it would be super fun for someone who didn't know a ton of people already and it yeah. sold out in like a hot minute it did yeah and i know sometimes some of the, the nominees were not told that they were nominated no they can't yeah. go so i'm hoping no. that maybe between now and then something will be modified or adjusted or and i also really do hope that it's being broadcast because it wasn't last year no it, was like, oh, it wasn't Dude, no huh. i don't think it was um or there i bet was it will be cards. Yeah, I'm hoping to because the rest, like, I know Felicia and I were like, we want our wine and we want to see who wins, <laughs> you know, so we can do our graphics and then just, like point, the, you know, in social media and all that. Fun yeah, stuff. And maybe we should we should all try to do more like live videos or something too. Yeah, but again, fun. it's like a night where you don't want to do a ton of promo; you just want to like see your friends and celebrate. I don't know, exactly, you balance. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where I was going. Like, you know, I guess from us perspective too. Sometimes when we go to these events. It's like, oh, okay, so I want to hang out with you, but I know that you also need to mingle, and I know that you also have to, you know, do some promo work, so I kind of feel awkward. Um, no, yeah. You know, so it's just one of those, like, just tell me when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just set the bar. <laughs> or that sounds good. Know, or hang out somewhere and just, you know, chill. Yeah. More after party. Quiet yeah, after, after party. parties. Yes. Well, whenever I see you, yes. it will be great, and I look forward to it. Thank you. And if you're not already following Emma on social media, um, you guys should. She is on I'm Facebook. On yeah. I'm on all the things. I was going to say, yeah, you have all of them. No, not stuff. Instagram. I'm only no. on Instagram under my real name. Yeah. And it's it's not, don't follow it. It's not about books. It's just pictures of my cats. <laughs> I love cats. So it's fine. Um, but no, yeah, but definitely I know that you're on Twitter, definitely on Facebook. And I know that you yes. have a couple of tracks on SoundCloud too. Um, from uh, and yeah. Stuff, so I mostly just happen. use those to, like to have to link to on my, I don't, like I don't update that, so yeah. sorry. I don't. No, it's okay. But um, you don't have to go hunting for the links. I will give them to you guys. They'll be in the description. Yay. So you guys don't have to worry about hunting, but definitely do the following. And uh, we've hope no you hunting, enjoyed. just gathering. Yeah, just I, gathering I, of links. Exactly. I much rather give you all the stuff because I'm like, just give them to me. Um, <laughs> more likely, myth that they'll actually do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Audiobook Loving Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on our social media platforms, subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter, and don't forget to submit your this or that questions for Shane to give us a bunch of different reasons as to why he likes it. But no, um, <laughs> <laughs> love him. And until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Loving Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more info about today's episode or the Audiobook Loving series, visit VivianaEnchantressOfBooks.com. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast if you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, happy listening.